Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got John Lingen on the line. John, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing really well. Excited to be here, Michael. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad that you're on. Digital marketing, um, that is such a big phrase that has so many different layers. So tell the audience a little bit about your organization, what you do, and, and then we can dive into what's working today. And we can even allude to, you know, and even during a pandemic, you know, what's going on, what's really working well for organizations. Sure. So yeah, I'm a digital marketing expert. I absolutely love it. Eat, sleep, live, and breathe it. Um, at Ignite Visibility, uh, my agency, we're a four-time Inc. 5000 company. And uh, we've been running the business for seven years, 90 full-time employees in San Diego, California. Uh, we, we have a paid media department, a SEO department, social media department, conversion rate optimization, email, creative department. But really for us, it's all about reliably hitting weekly, monthly, and quarterly goals through multi-channel digital marketing and building a diversified portfolio of traffic. So we've done great for ourselves and for clients. We've been at it for a while now, and we're really proud that we've been able to attract big names and just really set up a reliable system for digital marketing when I feel like it hasn't really been possible for a lot of other companies in the past. Yeah, it seems like it's always grabbing at straws for a lot of organizations. And when you have a strategy, and I love how you say diversity, because there's so many different things that can happen. If you put all your eggs in one basket and all of a sudden that organization or that type of ad, for example, changes their algorithm. And next thing you know, you thought you were aiming your targeting to 30 to 50 year old females that drive BMWs on Saturday afternoons. And all of a sudden you're pitching it to, um, 21 year olds that you know spend 29 hours a day on TikTok. It's like, wait a minute, that that's not an alignment. We we just spent how much, and we're not getting any return on it. So, having diversity as far as different strategies is crucial uh, for any type of marketing, but especially digital marketing because it changes fast, and you know that you know that's you know consumer demand new innovation innovations you've got you know the, the players that social media that change their rules without really letting anybody know about it and it's just like oh by the way you know, that that half a million dollar ad spend you just did you know just went into the abyss you know thanks a lot you know and so <laughs> and, and that's happened to a lot of people and it's it's it gets frustrating so having an organization like yours to be able to guide you know, people to say, okay, this is where you should go based on what you do and what you offer. This is the best platform. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to you know, run Facebook ads. Well, are your clients on Facebook? Mm, if they're not, why are you advertising on Facebook? You know, yep. Unless you're trying to get somebody. If it's on another social media platform, that's where your clients play and hang out. Yeah, maybe you should focus on that. But some people just say, I got to run Facebook ads. You know, nothing against them. I know they work for some people, but Sometimes that's if your audience isn't there, then uh, it, you, you might as well just send the money to me, and I'll 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 do some advertising. I'll open up my window and yell, <laughs> "Buy from ABC Agency," and no one will hear it because I'm on the fifteenth floor. So, um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think uh, you make great points and, you know, I think you want to think about it as your investment portfolio. So, you know, I, I'm an MBA, MBA in finance, and I got that back in, you know, 2007. It's been a while now, but we really look at ourselves as like a fiduciary for your online advertising money. And I would say if all your eggs are in one basket, two baskets, you're, you're totally at risk because Google could do an algorithm update. It could go away at any time. You know, you could hurt your email sender rates and people couldn't could not want to buy on email you know you've got investigations going on right now from uh you know on on a national level of every of of google of facebook of instagram facebook could go away any day so what i've done and i've written a book on this it's called the forecaster method and this is the same type of uh, advertising strategy we've set up for our amazing clients you know like tony robbins for example but what we've done is created a very reliable system so that you know the cost per acquisition for every type of online advertising you have. So you know exactly how much you're spending to get the results. And then we set up a system that continuously allows you to get results for cheaper and learn and grow over time. So, you know, that to me has brought so much certainty. And I just see so many issues with the way that a lot of people do digital. You know, a lot of people, they might just set up an ad, you know, they got two ads, they run on Facebook, they got two ads, they run on Google. But really what you need to do is be constantly refining and testing your, your audiences, constantly refining and testing, you know, your advertising, constantly refining and testing your landing pages, because the name of the game in the future is going to be about who can convert traffic for less as more and more people come into digital. Digital is forecasted to grow 20 to 30% as far as people coming into these different advertising platforms over the next three to four years consecutively. TV is supposed to be going down and that's for a good reason. That's because we have better tracking, better attribution. We can connect all these things together and take the guesswork out. And if you've got a really great ad matched with a really great landing page, matched with a really great offer, matched with a really great funnel, you can build an entire multi-million dollar business model off of it. And that just that get, that's what gets me so excited. And, and it just brings me a lot of joy to help people do. You know, we've seen it done and you hit it right on the head. You, you've got all these top-notch segments of your campaign and it's a holistic thing you know a lot of people think singular that like, okay, i need to do an ad okay well what are you advertising what you know what's your lead market what what do you want people to do once they get into your ecosystem do you want them just to kind of look around and go oh this is nice and then walk out the door or do you want them to invest in what you're offering and maybe invest deeper you know whether it's a mastermind or you know one-on-one -on -one coaching or anything like that you, but you want to have that clearly laid out so it makes it easier for the consumer to continue to click yes, for example, as you know the next offer comes up or connects with a pain point. And again, oftentimes I see this so many times with entrepreneurs. They're like, oh, I've lost this product. Great. Okay, what's this supposed to do? Does this. All right. What pain point does it hit? Sometimes they know. Oftentimes they don't. Like, well, you're not addressing a pain point why are you different from the 50 other people that are doing just that? It's that's pe people buy things to make things easier on them, whether it's pain or make improvement of life or outsourcing podcast editing is a wild example. You know, yeah, I could do it. I've done it, but I outsource that because I can. And 
saves me a ton of time. And you know, they've got all the mixing tools. I don't want to spend the money on the mixing tools because that yep. takes away from the other things that I do. And I don't want, it's like, sorry, I can't do this speaking engagement in a beautiful part of the country because I've got to edit these 10 podcast interviews I did last week. It, no, that's not wise. So getting a complete picture on how you want consumers to behave is something you really have to think about. And I'm sure you probably run into you know, new clients that initially don't have that. So how do you flush that out of them? So one of the things we are able to do, and I would recommend everybody go through this exercise, but we use a tool called Pathmatics, which is super expensive. So your listeners probably wouldn't want to invest to do it, but we pay for the subscription. And what we can see is everywhere that your competitors are spending, we can see exactly how much they're spending. We can see the type of media that they're putting their money behind, video or images, and uh, we can see how much they've raised that spend or lowered that spend by platform over time. And then we can look at what you're spending. And then we can find the gap between what they're spending and what you're spending. And then we can find out what goals you want to hit on the weekly and quarterly and monthly basis. And then we can find out your conversion rates and we can find out your conversion rates by network. So what we do with our forecasting software is we plug all this into our software. Our forecasting software is called the forecaster method. And then it allows us to put in place a forecast for exactly how much you need to spend to reliably go from where you are now to where you want to go to where they are over time. And then the project plan for, for what needs to happen there. And we also do that, um, you know, by month and by quarter in case there's big swings because of seasonality and things like that. So, uh, if you're a new business and you're looking to get into this for the first time, I would say you probably have no idea how much you're missing out on with how savvy digital has gotten. And I would highly recommend the first thing that you do is you just look at Google Analytics and you look at your traffic report and you look at your sources, every single source, whether it's uh, Facebook, it's Google, it's Bing, it's email, it's organic, it's affiliate marketing, whatever are your main sources. You look at your conversion rate, you look at how much you're spending there, and you get an idea of your spend and your return. And then once you've got that, you've got a baseline, and that's the most rudimentary way to do it. And then you can kind of scale from there. But I would say that, you know, now is a huge opportunistic time for digital marketing with the right offer, you know, a nice soft offer that goes out, you can get cost per acquisitions for a few dollars, right? And then you can lead them into this whole kind of nurturing system and you know, there's, that's one way to go, or you can just go direct to conversion even in some cases. But um, I would recommend people look at your baseline, look at what your competitors are doing, and then put in place a strategy uh, to help yourself get there to the next level. Because it's, it's entirely possible, but it's all about the details and the way that you approach it. Yeah, and, and having the approach of, you know, having an outcome that you want to hit. You know, what do you want with this campaign? What do you want your organization to do? Who do you want to reach? And again, that's something that I, I find a lot of people when I talk with them through a variety of different conversations, yeah. they're not as clear as they need to be on it. And that's fine. I get it. You know, the initial thing was, I want to launch a business because I see a need to do this. Awesome. That's good. The world needs you. Now, Let's start figuring out and getting everything tied up and your infrastructure set up and to figure out, okay, is that truly what you want to do? Because 
even you know my own story. You know, I, I launched my business, and what I'm doing now with more speaking than anything else. That wasn't on the radar when I launched the business. I wasn't sure. really thinking about that. I was thinking of more of the coaching, consulting kind of stuff. And I say, you know, I'm I'm yapping on virtual conferences and on stages, and I'm like, oh well, that was a nice little pivot. Good thing I know how to talk. That helps. Um, <laughs> Yeah, especially when you get on stage and you're looking at all these people and going, hmm, why is everybody looking at me? Oh, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm supposed to talk. Got it. Great. Uh, so uh, we've shared some ideas already on you know, some common mistakes that people make and things like that. What's some success stories? I mean, obviously, you protect the, the, the guilty or the innocent. Don't have to mention names or things like that. Sure. But what are some things that you've seen some of your clients do when they first started where you're like, okay, we've got some work to do to the point where they're, they're crushing it now because they, they, they figured out the sweet spot for that organization. So, you know, it's obviously a, a way for you to, you know, to shine, you know, the awesome work that your team does. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll go into that. You know, one of the things I'd like to say is, you know, I really recommend all business owners, they, they know what goal they want to hit and they scale their marketing based off of 10% of company revenue. And if you consistently do that, you're going to be in a great spot. I mean, us ourselves, we get about 300 prospects who come in a month. You know, we sign up anywhere between five and 10 clients and we've got just this whole system that's allowed us to continually grow. Um, but, you know, as, as far as uh, clients go, uh, we've been able to consistently grow the Tony Robbins brand for five years. Excellent work with, uh, you know, the general auto insurance um, and a, a quite a few other uh, companies. One that I, is a different one that I didn't just name. I'll tell you a quick story. So we get in with uh, a new business who's a big business, 500 different locations. And by the way, we work with small businesses to large businesses, kind of mid-market to large. And we run a report. Our report that we've created is called our cross-channel conversion action plan. And I developed a little bit of this when I was back teaching at UC San Diego, teaching analytics and SEO. But basically what it does is it looks at a, a source of traffic that comes to your website. Uh, for example, it might be Google. And so it comes in through Google, then it looks at all your landing pages, then it looks at the conversion rate for every single landing page for Google, and then it helps you kind of debunk what's going well and, and what's not, right? And what we did is we ran this analysis for the client, and we ran the analysis as part of this report. It's based off of mobile. So we're looking at mobile, and we notice that the conversion rates are a little bit lower than they should be. Then we start getting into the next phase, which is the mobile devices. So now we're looking at iPhone, we're looking at Samsung, we're looking at Android. We look at the Samsung and we notice that it's a 0% conversion rate. We're wondering what's going on there. Click on it, investigate, pull it back, you know, a good six months to see what's going on. Notice it's been zero this entire time. We're able to look at the flow there and find out that the button is broken on Samsung mobile. It doesn't work at all. We fix that button, little HTML fix. And before you know it, they're making an extra 50 grand a month um, through that checkout process. So for me, you know, this is the stuff that gets me excited because um, just by spending so much time over so many years and so many different analytic accounts and ad platforms, 
the thing that you can see now, you can always see what's wrong in the system. You can always see if it's um, the audience, you can see if it's the ad, you can see if it's the landing page, you can see if it's the checkout process, and then you can just keep drilling down and down and down. Getting traffic is easy. You can buy it anywhere now for super inexpensive. You know, on YouTube, you could spend a hundred bucks now or a thousand bucks and get in front of a thousand to 10,000 people, have great traffic. It's all about the creative and all about the offer. And so that's why um, those things are, are really important. Yeah, it's funny. Just a little thing like that. And I, I worked in IT many, many years ago and trying to find the bug in the software yep. with needle in the haystack kind of exercise where now, like you just said, it's it's glaring. It's It's like there's a neon light with arrows pointing saying it's right there. There it is. And then you go, well, okay, why is it broken? Okay, let's dig deeper. And, you know, because you looked at the stats and you, you saw, okay, iPhones here, you know, the Androids here, Samsung's like plateaued, it's flatlined. You're like, mm. yeah. There's differences, you know, Apple users and Android users and Samsung users. I know they 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 feel like they're completely different, but you know, there's similarities. I've been in both parties, so I get it. But yeah. it's like, why in the world would that? platform not work. It's impossible. It's just from a statistic standpoint, it's absolutely impossible that there wouldn't be a percentage of people that use Samsung phones that wouldn't click on this or buy this. Mm-hmm. What is it? And especially, so, you know, again, it's one of those glaring examples where things jump out at you and you can dig in and go, okay, here's why, you know, the ad didn't work or here's why the landing page is having some issues uh, because yeah. there's people are, are at, and that's the other thing too, you, you know, with digital, they could be looking at it on their iPhone, their Samsung, their iPad, a tablet, their desktop, a laptop, um, all kinds of different devices where, it looks different on each of those. So it's it, you got to be really specific on these things and get it set up right. And then, you'll, like you said, that client found an extra 50K you know, a month you know, just by fixing that little little hiccup there. And you know, that's, that's definitely worth the price of gold. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, the strategies I could give you, there's so many. I mean, wh- one other thing I really love is, um, you know, this one just comes to mind, but abandoning the website. Think how many people leave your website without taking an action. One of the things I did recently uh, for a client, and uh, since we've implemented it for uh, many, many more, is when somebody's leaving the website, you just have a little pop-up that comes up that just says, hey, would you like to call us to ask any questions? Um, just by doing that, we're able to increase their revenue by 14%. Uh, so that's another great strategy, a fun one to do. It, it's simple things and it, it catches people's attention and we've all inadvertently closed a tab when we didn't really mean to. Now, some of us know how to go back into settings and open up last closed tab, but some of us go, meh, I'll look at it later. Well, later never comes. It's like they leave your store Unless they're coming back there uh, to look at something, it's just like a physical store. And then we've left. I'm not going to go back in. I, I looked and like, eh, didn't see anything. But you didn't spend enough time there. You want them to be intrigued and go, okay, what what do we have here? And you, you keep them there a little bit longer. Fourteen percent is huge. I mean, that's a that's a huge turnaround just by asking them, hey, any questions? And you know, a lot of people say, well, pop ups are, are annoying. So you know what? The the pop ups are informative. They, they tell you, hey, here's something that could be specific to the audience, and especially how things can be targeted and all of that kind of good stuff. It, it can feel 
like it's a custom Michael. Yeah, I see you stopped here. You know, what 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 type of shoes were you looking for today? Did or, you know, maybe you would consider this one or you know, we realize you looked at that but you didn't buy it. Is there a reason why? You know, the simple things like that provides insights to, you know, the organization, but it also gives a more personal touch in an online world and you know, when online first came out, that really wasn't the case. But now as time goes on, it just gets more and more personal. Yep. And that's, that's a beautiful thing about it. And it's and in the middle of a pandemic when so many people, you know, their only choice of shopping really was online. It It's good that that exists because people that were on the fence about doing online shopping now realize, oh, I actually like this experience. I can look a little bit more and I can see a bigger inventory and they have my size and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So if there... I hate asking this question, but if there was one piece of advice, just one, that you were going to give somebody that wanted to focus on their digital marketing for their organization, uh, what would that one piece of advice be? Um, that's a really good question. So it's kind of like asking who's your favorite kid. You know, that's that's you know, it's a tough one, but you know, <laughs> no, it's okay. So I came out with a study recently, uh, which I'd love for you to check out. It's on um, how different levels of companies by revenue manage their budgets and what they invest in when it comes to digital. So I think, you know, you got to consider what size of business you are. And that dictates pretty much everything because, you know, for me personally, I've worked with businesses that are tiny, tiny, under a million, all the way up to businesses that are uh, billion dollar businesses. And the framework is incredibly different. You know, at the low end, we see most people, they just do basic social media kind of on their own and they manage it on their own friends and family, couple customers. When you get up into a, a billion dollar global business, it's incredibly different. You are on every single platform. You have sports sponsorships, you have television, you know, you need to max everything out to continue to have market domination and to own the market. So what I would tell for anybody listening to this is you need to be cognizant about the size of the business that you are to have the maximum return and to be properly managed your marketing, right? But that 10% rule of marketing really applies well because if you are a 1 million or a 10 million or a $50 million business, you're continuing to scale marketing based off of 10% of revenue that goes into growth. You allocate that to new channels. You allocate that and double down into current channels where you get the highest return on ad spend and the machine perpetually drives itself. But based off of that study, what we found is that businesses under 1 million invest mostly in social media. When they get to one to five, it's mostly social media and SEO. When they get five to 10, they start investing a little bit into paid media. When they get 10 to 50, they start investing a little bit more into paid media, um, SEO, social, and email marketing. They start to level out a little bit more. And then over 50 million, it becomes a diversified portfolio where really they're investing in about every channel the same. And email marketing and customer database marketing 
becomes way, way more powerful because they are a legacy business that has built up a huge database of customers and they can reach back out to them, which I've even seen with our own business because when we started, it was all about new business, you know, but now we have such a huge database of people who are coming to us, want to come back, have reached out at some point, you know, things change. So my, my main thing I would say to everybody is, um, even though I just told you that, here's my main tip for you that I think all those people and that whole evolution is kind of wrong in some ways, I would instead recommend you don't invest in social first. I would recommend you don't invest in SEO first. I would say the first two places you should be investing are paid media and setting up a reliable paid media cost per acquisition system and then email marketing uh, for nurturing those people. You want to get all the channels going, but if you can start paid first and set up a really great strategy, it's so much more immediate. And um, and then you would want to reinvest long-term to have all those things going, but find one really good platform that works well for you, a good funnel, a good ad set, and then start replicating and scaling and, and from there into other, other areas. And uh, I think you're going to set yourself up the best for success. That's awesome. And that's great advice too. And a lot of times everybody says, well, I got to be in everything. And then they spend all their energy in everything and not where it needs to be. So, Well, the reason awesome. I tell you that is because we, you know, we are kind of, we're ranked as the number one SEO company in the nation. A lot of the business was built off of SEO, right? If you look mm-hmm. on a lot of lists, you know, but a lot of people come to us, smaller businesses. I want SEO. I want SEO. I want SEO. That's great. We would love to do SEO for you. We can help with that. We're very, very good at it. We've got great solutions, but but really, if you're if you need more leads right away, paid's where it's at right now. Obviously, yeah, you get what you pay for, as they like to say. So awesome, John! I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing? Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, if you'd like to check out ignitevisibility.com forward slash grow, I've got a really cool special offer there. You can check it out uh, for a free digital marketing forecast. Um, but no pressure. If you'd rather just learn for free, I do two digital marketing training videos a week on YouTube where I cover tons of advanced strategies. I really love doing it. Make sure to give me a comment when you're there. I love chatting with people online. That's awesome. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So John, great to connect with you. Thank you for this awesome work that you're doing. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.